Hello, hello. Yep, it's that time again. It is drive time, thrive time with me, Erin Breeze, your co-pilot on this road of life after divorce. And I am so happy to be with you on this bright and sunny day here as I head back to LA after dropping off my girls. And man, what a wonderful start on a Monday after spring break when everybody's in good spirits and getting like dressed, <laughs> hair brushed before we even get in the car. It was, it was magical. We had a magical morning. I feel like whatever else happens today, already a success. <laughs> Maybe you have those days too, because Mondays in general can sometimes be a little angsty. Just transitions, right? For all of us, transitions can be tricky. And then especially coming after the girls had their spring break last week. Um, so that can present even more challenges or just, you know, just big feelings. So I'm feeling like the road is smooth sailing and it is, it, we are, yeah, there's no traffic either. So off to a good start. Um, so what are we going to talk about today? What are you thinking about? What do you want to talk about? I would love to know. You are always so welcome to reach out to me and give me a suggestion of a topic or ask a question. And I will, I would love to weave that in to the themes. I often get themes from things that are going on in my clients' worlds and in my world, right? To bring forward um, things that we are working on within the Happy Home programs and in the community. And so, uh, Please, if there's ever something that you'd like me to talk more about or revisit, you're most welcome. I'd love to get your suggestions. And um, today I want to talk about two things. One is sight, seeing ourselves clearly, like really looking, learning how to look and see ourselves and those that we're in relationship with. And the second is intention, <coughs> excuse me, because Without these two things, it's really, really hard to build healthy relationships. And I would say you can't. You cannot build a healthy relationship without and being able to see yourself clearly and see another person clearly and then also getting really clear on the intention that is the foundation of the relationship. Because relationship requires, like obviously it's, you know, we're relating. <laughs> we need to know with whom we're relating and why we're relating. And part of why this is really on my mind is I've been sharing more about my dating and relationshiphood um, journey and also, of course, have my continued journey with my um, former partner, with my ex-husband and co-parent. And there's a lot shifting in both of these dynamics right now. And so it's really reminding me of the importance of taking time to see clearly because we are all always evolving and changing. Well, we're not always, I shouldn't say that we're, we're striving many of us to evolve and change. Right. And, and want to honor that everybody is on their own path. And so as we grow and change, we want to keep keep open to who we are becoming, who we are, how we're showing up, right? And, and keep doing the best that we can to see, see who we are in relationship, right? And see, and that's not always easy, right? And we are getting feedback from others. And part of our journey is learning like which person's feedback are we going to 
take to heart and really look at and which feedback do we actually not even need because it's coming from a place that doesn't serve us. And, and I think, I think with our divorce journey that this is something that I want to touch on first, because in the same way that so often I hear clients share, like, I don't know who I am anymore coming out of divorce. Right. And it's a powerful thing to think about because if we're having a sense of like, I don't know who I am anymore, or I feel like I lost myself, right? Part of what's beautiful about the divorce awakening, the divine disruption, as I like to call it, is that we have this opportunity to find out, to rediscover. And sometimes to discover who we are, facets of who we are for the first time. And I want to invite us to then also imagine that the same is happening for our former partner or in a way, we don't really know them anymore. Like if we got to a place where we didn't know ourselves, how could we possibly have a clear picture of who they are? And I think sometimes we jump to lots of conclusions just as humans, divorce or not, about people that are, have been close to us. We see this in friendship and familyhood, where if we're not careful, we, we're operating with a set of understandings and assumptions about somebody that could have been formed decades ago when we first formed that friendship. So it's really powerful to take a step out of that and, and ask ourselves, like, am I seeing that other person clearly? Am I seeing myself clearly? Am I seeing our dynamic clearly? Do I even know them anymore? Do they want to be known? Are they sharing with me? Is that the kind of relationship that we have, whether it is our former partner or a friendship or a new partnership? Really looking through this lens of, are we seeing ourselves clearly? And then are we seeking, there's sort of three aspects to this, right? One is, am I consciously looking to see myself clearly? Am I actively doing that? Then there's, a, you know, am I seeing the other person clearly? Because oftentimes, for sometimes really like, we think it's sort of a good thing where <laughs> not wanting, you're giving people the benefit of the doubt maybe, or like not wanting to focus on people's faults, so-called faults, but actually sometimes we're just refusing to see them clearly because we want the fantasy of the possibility or we want to, we just, we want something to be that maybe isn't there. That can happen a lot at all stages of relationship, right? So there's this commitment. Am I seeing myself? Then there's a commitment. Am I seeing that person? And then there's like, are we wanting to like, are we, are we in a space where we're actively doing that together and helping each other update, right? Because, and helping clarify, because I think a lot of times some of our strain and stress and pain with relationship is that in one of those areas, there's not reciprocity. There's not a co-creation or a shared commitment, right? Because if you're consciously working really hard to see yourself clearly, but you're with somebody or you have a friend or a family member or a former partner who's not interested in doing that. There's just, it's a total mismatch when it comes to the depth potential of that relationship to grow because we just, it's just a mismatch. If you're with a conscious person, we, we just, we're not, I've talked before about like, we're on different worlds. We're like living in different worlds and there's not, it's not a wrong thing or a bad thing to recognize that like, you know what? We're just really fundamentally in, in different worlds. And I think sometimes part of the part of the healing after divorce and ultimately part of the 
part of us staying in our own lane is just simply letting go any expectation or need when it comes to the relationship with our former partner. And you might have, you might notice that you really are attached to an idea of like wanting it to go differently, wanting it, wanting to be closer to your former partner, or wanting there to be less or like more, more collaboration or more, you know, what feels like co-creation around parenting or whatever it is, you might have a wish and that might not be matched by them. And I think part of seeing yourself clearly is really owning that and then letting go of that if it's not what they desire to without judgment of you or them. Because it's just okay if we have a radically different view of how we want the relationship to go. And there's nothing we can do, right? We can't, you know, any attempt to change someone who's not like openly saying, hey, give me feedback. How can I see this differently? Tell me more about your, your point of view. Like, if we're not getting that invitation, it's not, it, there's just not space for that. And I think, and I see this in clients and even in my own journey, right? It's like the, the process of letting go of surrendering to what is of seeing clearly means that we, we say, okay, you don't want to have like a certain type of relationship or communication. Okay. Right. And we just, that's part of this is really looking in our lives to see like where, where are the relationships showing up that do have reciprocity and equality and an intention to co-create that matches me and move toward them. Sometimes we spend so much time working, like struggling with the, with the people who aren't moving toward us or the people who are moving toward us, but with a completely unhelpful or unkind or even harmful position. Why are we doing that? No more. Okay. No more of that. We want to keep moving closer and calling in and inviting in those who match our same intention, but we can't really radiate that intention, broadcast it to attract them if we aren't first clear, right? We have to start with a place of clarity of who we are, what we truly want. And, you know, in my dating, not dating relationship, we're really choosing right now to focus on our friendship. And part of, part of what I so treasure in this friendship, this relationship with this friend, with this man in my life is that is our commitment to friendship. Because one of the things we're really working on is the non-attachment to where this could be in the future, right? That can be hard. Like humans, we seek security, we seek stability, we seek connection, attachment. Like it's, it's as little as animals, it's very natural. And this is where we can very quickly kind of go sideways, right? If we're not careful, because sometimes that desire to attach skews our ability to see ourselves clearly and to see others clearly. And part of what my friend and I discovered is like, we're, we're, I feel really clear in certain things of what I want in a relationship. Um, I don't necessarily need it to be a couplehood though right now. And he needs more time to figure out what he wants because what we realize is like, I have a lot of ideas. He needs to have some more clarity for himself. And that's really important to me. We, we don't, we don't want to proceed if we're not clear about what we want, like getting really clear on what you want and then making sure you also know 
what the other person wants or people is everything. And sometimes, even though that's so straightforward, we skip it. We don't do it. Why? Because we're, it's vulnerable, right? It's vulnerable to say, here's my list, right? And it, what's your list? And uh-oh, like what happens if we don't, if we don't share the same things on the lists, then what, right? And so sometimes we, we so want the connection or get excited and, and we, you know, have beautiful imaginations, we humans, right? And if we're not careful, we're fantasizing out into some future that isn't connected to the present. And we all like to do this. You know, I love anticipation. One of my favorite things is anticipation. And I have to be careful about that, right? Because that is, is a wonderful space to be in, to anticipate spending time with friends or a trip or a special outing or just a time to yourself, whatever it is, right? But remember, when we're anticipating, we're like partly living out in the future. And it can be really fun, but we just want to be aware when we are living in anticipation. And then especially noticing where anticipation is sort of fantasizing when it comes to the relationship sort of trajectory with another person. And we don't want to skip the steps of, am I seeing myself clearly? Am I seeing them clearly? Have I stopped to ask what they really want? Have I stopped to share what I really want? Have I been vulnerable to put that out there and know and trust that like, it's so important to my own journey, my growth, my health, my well-being, and my own like desires to experience things that, that I'm willing to change the terms of engagement with a friend if what we both want isn't a match. Are we willing to, to hold each other so sacred that we're going to prioritize each of us finding what we really truly want to experience in partnership and relationship, even if that means it, we just might not be a match? Are we willing to stay in that space? And, and are we willing to prioritize friendship above any other thing? Because one of the things that I really have come to see is that like, I want, I'm, I'm at a place in my life where I want spiritual partners in my life. I want people who are a match on these things that we're talking about, seeing clearly, getting clear about their own intention, being on a path for themselves of their own growth, right? And wanting to see me clearly and be part of like, just be in these deeper relationships and connections doesn't have to mean romantically, right? This is what I, this is what I ask from all my close friends. Um, and how some people who used to be close aren't as close anymore. And it's no, there's nothing wrong happening. It's not about judging them. It's just about matching where I want deeper connections. I want brave conversations. I want there to be this like space that's very authentic and very real and very whole everything belongs. Like all conversations are, are welcome and we can talk about anything. It's all on the table, right? So to me, learning how to do that in on the friendship level is paramount, right? Because that's the, like, when I look out ahead, I, I'm excited now to have such quality of friendship that the humans that are in my friendship circle now, I want to know in decades to come, right? That would be my hope is that we, over time, there's just more depth and more connection, right? And that's actually more important to me 
right now than figuring out whether or not it's also romantic. Because you have to first, in my view, have the friendship. You want to have that in place. And too often, if we quickly attach as a couple in our minds, if we quickly run into that, we skip over some of those foundational steps that can later will become a problem. If you don't have a really sound friendship that has honesty and reciprocity and authenticity, how will you navigate all the myriad things that we know come up in life, right? So we want that to be a foundation. And also, are we willing to, to, to live in a space of total like wholeness and freedom with those that are closest to us, which means that there things can shift and things are fluid, right? We might have a period of time that feels one way and then feelings can shift and change depending on our journeys and our paths. And again, what we're seeking to experience in life, what we're seeking to create, what we're seeking to just to share with others. And there's just a million ways that that can look. And as long as there's friendship and openness and honesty, everybody can't like it gets to look the way we want it to look which I know sounds really simple but it's not an easy thing right because we do so often want to rush on into some definition we want to we like we humans we like categories and labels we want to say this is my plus one right because that feels really good and there's nothing wrong with any of those things and we want to keep making sure we're looking from a lens of, am I seeing myself clearly? Am I seeing that person clearly? Are we clear about the intention of what we want to co-create? And is this a match? Does this continue to be a match? You know, my mom and stepdad used to joke that like every five years they had an agreement because both of them had lived through the divorce and then, you know, remarried and that they would sort of reevaluate their contract to each other, their agreement, right? Because ultimately marriage is a contract. It's an agreement. And we, we do, you know, want to take time to go, is this still what I want? And that can feel scary because what if the person says no and you say yes, but there's no other option. We, We can't have honesty and transparency and authenticity and evolution and freedom and wholeness if that if that's not an option to say no and so yes it's vulnerable and tricky it makes us feel like it can feel a little scary but that's the alternative is that we're we're limiting one another in some way that we're potentially asking somebody to prioritize our need for them above their need for something else and the outcome of that is not a good one because then somebody is being asked to deny an aspect of themselves potentially, right? We humans, we're just multifaceted and we're complex. And that's why then, like that's where the beauty of coming together, where there is equality and reciprocity and authenticity is so magical, right? But, but remember, we only ever have the present. And so we can have many, many, many beautiful present time moments of that depth of connection, that spiritual bond with somebody. Um, and that doesn't have to be limited to some sort of condition of a relationship with a certain term and a certain definition, a certain category. We can tap into that and experience that with our friends 
and partners anytime because it's about seeing ourselves clearly, seeing them clearly, being in a space where we're seeing one another clearly, right? Because if you're looking really hard to see you and see them, but they're not seeing themselves, right? Like, and they're not seeing you, then again, we have, we're operating with a, from, from a space that isn't fully formed. It's not fully clear. So then it's hard to get clear on the intentions and the wants. So wherever you are in your relationship journey with, and by relationship journey, like we're always talking about this in multiple places. This is First, it begins with ourselves. Are you seeing yourself clearly? Are you actively seeking to do that right now? And with that, are you looking to see, to get clear, what is it that I want? What are my intentions? My intentions in all my relationships with your family members, with your child or children, with yourself, with a partner or potential partner, all of it. And of course, we also were talking about with your former partner, with your ex, are you continuing to see them clearly and just let go any need to shift them, change them, convince them, persuade them, alter anything. Can you just see clearly what is right now? Surrender anything if it's not a match to what you had hoped for. Own that, that you had had that expectation. Love yourself through it. You're not doing anything wrong, but let it go. Let it go so you have more time and freedom and energy and attention to place on the relationships that are wanting to co-create with you, that do match you. Because remember, any time we're spending in these other relationships where there's frustration or resentment or resistance or just struggle, is time we could be spending helping others bloom, right? We want that flow of ease and joy and, and positive expectation, right? And that is so beautiful to share with somebody. Um, so, and it's available to all of us. We just sometimes need to move ourselves closer to it and like move other people out of our space so that we are available. We ourselves need to be available, right? And we want to be available to those who are also available to us. So I know that was like a lot of different thinking. I hope that you're taking some, some, um, just having some ahas about where you are in your relationship to yourself. Also ways that you might want to let go any attachments to what you'd hoped for with your former partner if that relationship needs some clearing and just more space and then really seeking you know looking and seeing like who's around me right now part of my circle that I want to deepen and strengthen and reach out to somebody today maybe there's a friend that you can sense has that type of potential to really be a spiritual partner with you on this long life journey that we want to have. And maybe there's an opportunity to spend some more time to like really nurture that, to, to nourish and nurture that relationship. And, um, and just be conscious, be conscious of if you might be, especially if you're newly in a relationship or dating, do you need to get clear on your intentions, what you truly desire do you need to do a little bit more work to see yourself even more clearly on what it is, who you are, what you want to experience, what you want to give and receive, right? And these are all kinds of things, by the way, that we'll be doing in the new program, Love Life. Um, Love Life is all about all of this and so much more. And really creating a life that is of love means that we can be tapped into love all the time. It doesn't the, like we're free, we're free from the confines of thinking that love only exists in certain binary, like certain types of relationships. Okay. Cause it just, it's available to us all the time. It's like this big secret, right? Why is this a secret? 
We can tap into love and pleasure and delight and just all of it on our own anytime and then in so many different forms with people in our lives. All right, I am just parking in my spot here. Got myself home. Thank you for joining me on a, on the road. I love having you tuning in. And again, love to hear your feedback, your questions, thoughts on what you'd like me to cover next. If you're interested in love life, you'll be hearing more and more about it this week. And I would love to speak with you. This first um, round of it is going to be limited in terms of spots. So please let me know if you're interested because um, there will be a cap on it. And like I said, keep an eye out on your email to see and find out more information and to reach and connect with me. You can schedule with me in my show notes as well or um, email me there. All right. Have a beautiful day as always. Sending you so much love and sunshine. Talk to you soon. Bye.